0: So hello and welcome. Uh, My name is Amber Winston, and I'd like to welcome you to
1: the Return of Ritual online show, uh, where we dive into the rich topic of sacred rituals and ceremonies across cultures to uncover how they have been an integral part of our evolutionary healing process for millennia. This topic is near and dear to my heart. I really love uh, learning about sacred rituals and practicing them in my own life. And fundamentally, I believe that sacred rituals are really lost in our society today. Um, it's my mission to help infuse them back into our daily lives and create space for us to really gather in sacred ritual and ceremony. Um, and so today I have a really beautiful, amazing guest. Uh, her name is Tanya, and she's actually joining us all the way from Norway, um, which is really exciting. So welcome, Tanya.
2: Thank you, Amber. I'm so happy to to be here.
1: <laughs> yes, me too. Um, a little bit of uh, background on how Tanya and I met. We actually met when we were in Chile um, and we were studying with the Peruvian shamans of the high Andes mountains. And I just remember meeting Tanya and just we instantly had uh, like a sisterly connection. And I remember workshopping with you and working with you. And it was just such a beautiful um connection that we had. And so I was really excited when you um, agreed to be on the show and to talk about life in Norway and um, the sacred rituals that you're using in your daily life as a mom, as a business owner. Um, So Tanya, I'm just, again, so happy to have you and we'll just dive right in. Thank you. So the first question that I have uh, for you is, how
0: did you step onto the shamanic path?
2: How? Oh, um, that was, uh, at, let's see. I was in, in Thailand, actually, of, of all places. I was traveling by myself. I had been practicing and teaching yoga for, for many years at that time. But I was feeling that something was missing. You know, in the Eastern philosophies, it's a lot of focus on kind of transcending your body. It's kind of all this like upward focus, upper chakras, um, kind of like you are not your body type. And to me, I felt I missed something that could connect me more to my body. Because I was feeling like my body is sacred too. It's not all about just transcending it and forgetting that I have a body and just kind of like it off from the neck and down, and then I came across um Alberto's book, uh, the Four Insights, and mm-hmm. I started to read it, and I thought,, uh, oh, like this book has everything that I'm looking for like these are like all the missing pieces and I, that's how I started to dive uh, into uh, the shamanism um, yeah,
0: it's beautiful, it's great,
1: and so you um, from there, you just decided you wanted to learn more and and went down to Chile. Was that really the, you just made that next step? <laughs> uh,
2: almost. Uh, this was in uh, January, I think the same year as we did the training in November. Uh, but I signed up for two shamanic trainings. So I signed up for one yoga and uh, shaman uh, training, which was in Peru. Uh, in July August that year, and then I did Alberto's training in uh, in November with you
1: <laughs> amazing, amazing. I love how just like from reading a book you know from having an experience that you were obviously dealing with and then just reading some material you know how beautiful that is that that can just usher you into down a completely different path just by being exposed to a a, a book I think that that's yeah. fascinating <clears throat> can you uh elaborate a little bit about how you know I know you're a new mom I know you are a business owner um how are you kind of incorporating sacred rituals into your everyday life
2: um first I would say it was a lot easier when I was not a mom (laughs) I (laughs) then I had uh uh, a lot of like daily rituals like every morning I would I would get up I would light a candle I would do my yoga practice I would pull a tarot card I would journal you know like I usually had put a put aside like a couple of hours just for me and like my sacred practices uh, then <laughs> I got a baby um, and they changed uh, radically and um, mm. he's a very nice and, and sweet and happy baby uh, which I'm very grateful for, but now my morning rituals are more with him, um, and I will I will uh, usually get up with him uh, early in the morning, and uh, I've been nursing him, like breastfeeding him the, the whole way, and I read, like before I got him, I read this book by Deepak Chopra, uh, which is called Magical Beginnings and Enchanted Lives, and in this book, he says that when you are nursing your baby, it's such a, a beautiful time to meditate. So I took that to my heart. And that's what I've been doing. So like every morning when I'm sitting with him and, you know, we have this deep connection, like mother and baby, and I will meditate uh, uh, sitting there uh, with him. Uh, so that has kind of like become my, my new like sacred morning ritual. Um, oh, beautiful yeah it's it's shorter and uh, well often I can sit he can he can lay there for hours and, and sleep uh, but uh, yeah it's it's just like it's different but it's it's like just as magical you know mm,
0: yeah I can
1: imagine I have a lot of friends who either are new moms or they've been moms for a while and you know I obviously don't have children yet, but I can imagine that that is just a huge shift from a lot of me time to now where you're just devoting a lot of your energy to your little newborn. And I think that that's just so amazing that you've interwoven, you know, caring for your child with your own sacred practices and and being able to meditate while you're breastfeeding. I think that that's so, it's so incredible. And then I can just imagine that the energy and the frequency that you're kind of getting into is also kind of transmuting into your little one. Um, yeah. And, uh,
2: yeah, Yeah. I mean, like, you can you can really tell that because like whenever he gets fussy, if I then start to do some, you know, like pranayama or breathing exercises, like they really like slow and calm down my energy, like he will calm down too. Like it works every mm. time. It's, it's, go- it's, it's amazing um
1: hmm. that's incredible what else have you been able to like weave in with with your little one like any other you know maybe when you're cooking
0: or nighttime routines like what other little rituals are you exploring in motherhood
2: well we we usually like go to to bed together uh mm-hmm. i and then I <clears throat> well, like read or play with him in bed. Uh, I've decided to just go to bed earlier myself as well since I'm not getting up a lot earlier. Uh, And that that works also really well. Um, But I don't have anything I would call like sacred rituals like in that sense uh, in in the evenings. Uh, The -hmm. rest of my rituals are more things I will do um, by myself uh, or with a group of women. Um, yeah um when i have babysitter or daddy is looking after
0: right
1: well let's explore those so what so what are those um maybe talk a little bit about your business that you have and then how maybe you're bringing women together in norway and and other places in the world
2: yeah um yeah up until um i moved back to to norway again now well, last june 2018 uh, I hadn't done any like moon circles or or like shamanic circles or anything like that at my yoga studio. I had only been teaching yoga and yeah kept it to that. But then now when when we moved back from uh, to Norway from Mexico when I got pregnant, uh, and I had done the training with Alberto and and, and all of that, uh, I felt really called to to do something more. So uh, now we are having like new moon circles and full moon circles, and uh, me and um, a very good friend of mine named uh, Kate. So we do these kind of like moon woman circles together. And then I've been doing these um, like Sabbath, uh you know, the the, the Wiccan Sabbaths, um, mm-hmm. yoga and cacao ceremonies. So for like oh. Beltane and the summer solstice and the autumn equinox and all of those. Uh, days i will do kind of like put together the yoga and the shamanic uh, practice and have like a two-hour ceremony which has been super popular and everyone loves it uh so that's uh that's uh, great
0: what do you think that draws
1: people to coming together you know for a ceremony like this and what do you think like the benefits are for for women who decide to join
2: mm-hmm. I think, especially here in, in Norway, you no, know, it's not, uh, it hasn't been that common with this more, what should we call it, more like woo-woo <laughs> stuff, which a lot of people would call mm-hmm. it. Like even, even yoga, you know, was when I started my yoga studio, now it's six years ago, but at that time, like mm-hmm. hardly anyone, you know, was doing yoga, like it was, it was a very new thing. It's a couple of studios, most people saw it as kind of like hippie, you know? Well now, tons mm-hmm. of people are doing it, uh, and it's yeah. super super popular. And it's a bit of the same uh, with this with the with this shamanism, because um, mm-hmm. uh, I can see that people really they really want it, so they're really curious. And when they get to explore it and be there, they really they really love it. Uh, and that's why it's like becoming so becoming so popular because it's. I think they feel like they're kind of like finding like a missing piece, maybe, you know, because I feel like we are, we humans, we are craving these rituals, you know, and gatherings and ceremony and and circles. And like, it it just feels like coming home, kind of, you know, when you, you get together like that, because our society is just so individualistic. So like everyone is just so separate all the time. A lot of people are working by themselves, especially I see the teachers at my studio right like they they're teaching different classes at different studios and they don't really have any uh, colleagues so to speak um, and I think a lot of people are are working like that so they don't have any group at work they can don't have any group at home maybe you know uh, um, a partner and maybe some children you know but not this big group uh, and and like back in the days people used to gather so much more and spend time together and learn from each other and and, and share and I, I think that's um what they're discovering that when they're coming there it's you know, this feeling of yeah getting back to your roots and uh, roots you probably don't even know you were missing yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i couldn't agree more i feel like um
1: <clears throat> you know I'm in San Diego, so it's a little bit of a bubble where it is very progressive and people are very um, accepting of of this way, I guess, of living. Um, yeah. And so I can only imagine, you know, being in Norway or other parts of the world where maybe this isn't as normal, um, but you touch on something so, so real. And I couldn't believe, you know, I couldn't agree more with the sense that individualism and independence and separateness has been so rewarded in our society you know if you're an independent woman you do everything by yourself you do it all and that is a very masculine kind of way of existing and i really think that we're moving back into the feminine way of living where we're receptive and we're in circles and we're in community and we're feeling very connected um Because I think we're actually really disconnected, um, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. No, I totally agree.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about um, how do you
1: think, you know, for these women um, that are coming to your circle who haven't been exposed, but they get this feeling of like, oh, like. I'm coming home to myself or this is familiar or it's filling me up in a new way. Like um, how do you believe, or how do you think that this is going to help women heal or transform? Um, have you seen anybody in your circles that have come and you kind of witnessed them evolve or
0: experience something new or a healing? Um, can you speak a little bit about that?
2: I've seen it a lot. Um uh through the yoga uh because that i've been um been doing for some time now uh, as i said earlier like i had my studio now for six years and there i've seen so many people who would come in you know and like you know, many years ago and maybe like no only like no no chanting or like no this or no that and you like they're you know kind of like have their little rules that only want to get the exercise and then you know, you're just you just let them be and then couple of years later you see like they're like all <laughs> they're doing teacher trainings and they like when they read all the philosophy and like they are working and like leaving their partners and like you know uh just really like stepping into uh, to their power uh and i see that time and time again and it's it's really it's really really interesting um with the the circles i feel like you, you get to go even deeper uh because there uh you're not only like in the yoga class, doing your your practice or um, breathing or yoga yoga things. Uh, like mm-hmm. we are also doing more like journaling exercises and shadow work and and like fire rituals and uh, so I feel like it's it's very it's a it's a very good um, what do you call it like it's like a complementary practice uh, to to the yoga um, yeah so I feel like stuff comes stuff very really often comes up you know when you do a physical practice and then you can kind of come to the ceremonies and you can work with it and release it and burn it and and do all these things
1: um oh it's like perfect they're like go hand in hand
2: yeah absolutely
1: what would what would you say to people who you know who maybe don't have a yoga practice at all or have never been to a ceremony or you know just haven't been exposed to this like but they're interested so what would you say to them um to maybe give them encouragement to try it out or you know somebody who's completely brand yeah. new to all of this what would you say to them
2: i would say to to not be scared to try and to just come with like a, an open mind open heart and some curiosity i think it's good to be be curious. Um, I remember one of my, my teachers, beautiful lady, I used to go in and talk with uh, like weekly for, for several years. Like every time I was feeling down or going through different things, you know, she was all, always urging me to just be curious. Just be curious about your emotion. Be mm-hmm. curious about what's coming up. Be curious about what you're going through, you know, instead of trying to control it or having to be uh, at a certain stage. Uh, In my life, I'd rather just like let it be and be curious. And I think that's a good good advice. Just be curious and try it out.
1: I, I think that's amazing. Yeah. How, so how have you, like, I think that that's in theory, that's really a beautiful bit of advice, right? It's like, okay, if you're going through a hard time and or these emotions are coming up, it's like, be curious about them. It's like, okay, I can get that on the intellectual level. But for people who are really struggling with, you know, a, a dark night of the soul, or something like very big for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're dealing with all the emotions. So how do you how do you actually be curious? Like, what does that what does that mean to you? Like, how have you been curious about something in your life and had it actually transmute or help you evolve past the trauma or whatever it is that you were going
2: yeah. through? Yeah, I found that I would feel the worst. If I was either trying to push it down, fight it uh, or wanting to be at a different stage emotionally or whatever than what I was. And, you know, like I didn't want to feel like that. You're kind of like grasping after I want to feel good. Um, but it's kind of like that that moment where you you're just like, but maybe it's OK to not feel good all the time. Maybe it's okay to just have those days where you're thinking, I just need to make it through the day. And and to sit down and then be curious about, you know, you can write down and be, what is it that I'm feeling? And like, why am I feeling it? Like, why am I stressing so much about it? What is it that is so horrible about it? What am I so fearful about? Like, kind of like, yeah, be curious and dig deeper. Uh, Instead of just being like, I want to feel good. I want to feel good. Like I need to feel good. Like this has to pass. Like I just want to feel good. Is that a very strong like attachment as well? And then, then when we get so like attached to it or addicted to that outcome, that brings a lot of stress, uh, which more easily then spirals into uh, the the more negative um, way of thinking or or feeling or these things. So it's, it's a lot about like finding acceptance uh, mm. that it's all right to to not be happy all the time or it's all right to not be be perfect because no one is perfect. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just all right to be human. Uh, and to that just getting out of bed every day and being a human being, that's that's hard. It's hard work. Like it's impressive. And every day we do that, like, I think spirit, or whatever you want to call it, is impressed. We don't need to do much more than that. Like, we don't, don't need to think that everything has to be so fancy or uh, yeah, grandiose. Like, just mm. be you. And, and that's, that's amazing. Just there.
0: Be curious about yourself, your process, and yeah, take one day at a time. Hmm. yeah I like that and I it makes me reflect a little bit on just
1: how we interact as humans you know how we greet each other it's always very quickly like oh how are you oh I'm great thanks you know it's like it's always oh I'm good you know how are you um yeah that's kind of the auto response that we often have when we're interacting with other people um So I wonder how it would be if people just explored like their true authenticity when interacting with other people, you know, it's like, if you weren't having maybe the best day instead of your autopilot response, always being like, Oh, I'm good. How are you? You know, if it was, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Or if it was
0: more authentic, like, I wonder how that would, how that would change kind of our society. Yeah. Yeah
2: about that being real right and i think if everyone is doing that you know showing a bit more uh of themselves and and the real life struggles that one wouldn't feel that much pressure either to to be like as perfect as the neighbor or your colleague or you know whoever yeah because i i realized like through my work speaking with so many different people that everyone everyone are struggling with something like it's not one person that just like my life is perfect like everyone's got something and and that that's important to to know Uh, yeah but it's not
0: definitely
2: yeah
0: well it definitely makes you want to be a little bit
1: more compassionate too you know if you if you actually take that lens and, and realize that everybody has something um you know how How much more compassionate can we be to other people when we're engaging them and you really said something quite interesting too about almost like being a little bit more vulnerable or if you are sharing a little bit more about about yourself it's like we tend to kind of float along on the surface often and even with conversations with people it can be very just surface level and and there's a time and a place i think for those kinds of conversations but I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier, we are craving this connection and this feeling of coming home and coming together. And so how can that happen just in your day-to-day interactions? When you, when you come across somebody and you actually get to share a very deep moment um, or just share maybe a little bit more that you wouldn't normally share Um, because I think that also
0: helps us establish connection. Yeah. Yeah. that's.
2: That's very true and much mm-hmm. needed, I think, to just feel seen. I think that is uh, important because when, as you say, like people are just meeting and then, how are you? No, I'm good. I'm good too. You know, and, and then you, in that in same interaction, like you have a choice to just show the real you. And then often when you show the real you, someone else will show them the real their real self as well and then you have like a lot deeper connection and you will feel seen probably by the other person as well like when they're both like taking their masks off and actually like being vulnerable to each other and then I, i think like in this society we can often probably go for days or weeks or even years and we feel that no one sees us you know, we just wish that someone will see us, someone will see that we are hurting or some you know. But we are so good at keeping that mask up, up that that we never get that response we are maybe craving because it's kinda like we don't realize that we ourselves need to show our true self before someone can actually see us, right? If not to just see our, our mask. So that's it's our
0: job to to do be real yeah taking off the masks is something that i
1: incorporate in a lot of the uh shamanic fire ceremonies and new moon moon ther- ceremonies that i'm hosting here in town um it's very powerful when women start to take off their masks and and the masks that they start to take off you know we name the mask that we're removing and um it is transformational work. You know, I can share my own little personal story with that. I, I took off the mask of always being the nice girl. You know, I really felt like I had been conditioned to, you know, be polite and you're always nice. And, and that was a big mask that I wore all the time. Um, and so by taking off that nice girl mask, like I was able to be, um, or I was able to befriend other emotions that I had, right? Mm-hmm. More powerful emotions, more rigor, more um, just more aliveness that was underneath yeah. this like facade of always being nice, you know. And so that was one that I
0: I removed and was hugely transformational. Oh,
2: I love that, and I really like enough. No, I was uh, like what you said about bringing that into ceremony. Um, That sounds really, really powerful. Uh, I really like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would, with, with your circles, I would encourage you to probably even try that too, because the women, you know, it's so powerful when women come together and they're supporting one another. And I think that's another thing that's so beautiful about women coming together in ceremony is that we actually start to support one another I think women have kind of been pitched against each other over the years and there's a level of like intimidation women feel with other women and if we can move past that and actually become even more supportive and
0: interconnected we can be very powerful I love that Hmm. is there anything else um
1: Tanya that you wanted to kind of share today about sacred rituals
0: or circles or anything on your heart.
2: Mm. I must say like I am such a big lover of rituals. Like yeah, it's it's probably my biggest like struggle uh, as a new mom is that I don't get to have all my rituals. <laughs> mm. Cuz to me they have been so powerful. Um uh, in, in all my, my personal like, work, my personal de- development, uh, over these um, past six, six, seven years, like rituals has, has been what has helped me through it all. Uh, and when I'm guiding other people as well, it's the number one thing that uh, I kind of like stress that it's important to create uh, some rituals in your life and create space uh, for you to be able to process things. Because at least I believe that it's very, very hard uh, to do any inner work, uh, at least like deep inner work, if you really want to transform without having rituals. Um, It needs to be like a daily commitment. and and to then create your daily rituals where you have that space for you every day um, that is just so so valuable uh, and important Yeah, so yeah I really like what you're doing yeah
0: oh thank you what would you what
1: would you say for somebody who you know maybe is a new mom or who wants to start like incorporating daily rituals why don't we end on giving giving us like three different rituals that somebody could explore weaving into their daily, their daily life. What would you encourage the new moms or people wanting to build in rituals? What would you suggest?
2: Um, for the, the, the new mom, like I would, I would absolutely recommend that uh, to try the meditation with, uh, with your baby. Uh, I think that is, uh, like a really, really good way to connect, uh, like with your baby, to spirits, to, to everything. It's just like really, really nice. And um, other than that, I think if you're a new mom, it can be hard to have like daily rituals uh, beyond, beyond uh, that one. Um, I'm trying to get in like 10 minutes of meditation every day. Uh, but I feel like even that can be hard because mm-hmm. life is just upside down. Um, but for the rest of the people, <laughs> maybe <laughs> have a bit older kids, or, or don't have a have a baby. Um, for the one with the to have kids, which is a little bit older, um, I like to to make people um, take them along in their rituals. Um, like I had this beautiful girl I've been uh, like coaching for a year, and she had a three-year-old, and every morning she and her daughter would go and light candle for Ganesh and like say prayer at their the little like altar right and and she thought that was fun as well like pull the tarot card and they just had a little ritual together and um, so that is beautiful and like so that's a good way like if you have if you have the kids to take them with you and then if you are without kids uh, then you have lots of time <laughs> 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 and then uh, I like to just um or usually my suggestion is to just make 15 minutes morning ritual and then you can add to it you know uh, when that gets more of a routine but like 15 minutes you can you can always find time for 15 minutes and uh, so then I'll usually uh, my uh, like 15 minute ritual would be um, like do some stretching uh short meditation I would pull a tarot card and then we write like 10 like affirmations
0: example Um, and I love that and and it can be like you said it can be flexible right
1: even for the you know for the new moms if it's not every day you know that's not that's fine um and for you know people without kids you know we want to make this as enjoyable as possible so it's never it has to be every day for 15 minutes but it's it's a goal to aspire to and I feel like as soon as you start to reap the benefits of it your body's going to want to it's going to crave it and you're going to yeah. you're going to want that time um exactly and so those are some beautiful beautiful little words of wisdom I love that I think people are really going to resonate with it
2: that's good yeah I decided that uh, like now with the uh, with my little one that instead of like having these long like daily rituals um uh, I have every new moon and every full moon then I told um uh, you know, Irving, my my partner, that mm-hmm. you are responsible for Leo for a couple of hours, so then I do like a full-on ritual for myself twice a month. Um, so yeah, you need think- when life changes, you need to have some flexibility, because as you say, to to feel that you have yet another thing that you're not accomplishing, that's not helping. Um, so yeah, be kind to yourself that's number one
0: <laughs>
1: I love that Tanya it's been so beautiful chatting with you this has been marvelous um, love to Irving and little baby Leo and it's just been so wonderful seeing you on the on the camera I just much love to you thank you so much
2: thank you Amber this has been wonderful <laughs> thanks for inviting me
0: of course thank you